It's over. The Bucks have done it. The long wait has ended. After a half century, the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. This is the War on 94 Sports Podcast. Your weekly dose of everything Chicago and Milwaukee sports. Now, here are your hosts, Frank Fernandez and Evan Schleinser. What's up, everybody, and welcome back. It's finally time for a new episode of the War on 94 podcast. It's Frank, as always, here with Evan, and we are back almost two months after our last episode. It's been a crazy time for both of us. Lots of moving parts, lots of moving around state lines. Lots of literal moving. Literal moving our lives. New jobs, new stuff, same old boys. Evan, how are we feeling? Feeling like I finally have a routine. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it's been, as you said, moving back and forth. Uh, you moved across town. I moved across states. So mm-hmm. three or four trips from to Milwaukee and back has been, made me hate my car <laughs> <laughs> and you seem to you, you seem to always be running into like major traffic accidents on your way oh my home God, catastrophic I've, like, i mean well first black of all, smoke trucks flipped over it seems to be a, a running a, a running sort of uh thing for you yeah and that's not even including where i got spun out on the first drive home woof so it's just it's been nuts um but no we're here we're back we're getting going um we have just a little bit of sporting news to talk about yeah, especially in the like city of milwaukee a handful of things to talk I, about i think like maybe a championship ring was handed out or something or banner hung i i, I don't know whatever we'll get we'll get to that yeah, later we'll get there we should start though as we always do with the best thing we saw all week evan get us going i know you got one fresh and ready to go yeah, bring the mood down right before we bring it back up again, but not bring it down. Bring it serious. Um, the best thing I saw this week. <laughs> serious music. Now we're getting Into serious. The, yeah, right. The best thing I saw this week was uh, obviously the Olympics going on and in primetime showing. We see a lot of different sports that we all tune in to watch once every four years and none any other time unless it's like randomly on NBC on a Sunday. One of those being gymnastics. And partially, well, not partially, most Americans tune in right now for the face of gymnastics, the face of the entire sport, Simone Biles. But unfortunately, during the team final, had to pull herself out of competition after being shaky looking in both the qualifying in St. Louis back state side to qualify for the team and the qualifying at the Olympics for event finals and team finals and such. Simone Biles, considered the greatest gymnast in history, has pulled out of the team competition at the Tokyo Olympics after stumbling during her vault routine. And she attributed it to, after a series of press interviews, you know, basically overall mental health, but specifically a thing called the twisties, where she's just in her head. It's pretty much like the yips. Um, If you've played any sport where that's a thing, there's a lot of sports where that's a thing, but it's specifically in the air because you're just so in your head that you're not performing to what you mentally are doing. And she's 
endangering herself. She, she there's a slow mo replay of her trying to stick a vault, and she's literally like searching for the ground like a newborn fawn. Like, and that's you know not a criticism of her. It's just it's nature of the sport. Like that's it's incredible. She's still able to land it and not hurt herself because there's other athletes that have done the exact same thing and ended their careers almost. And that's like what's at stake. And you know obviously when an athlete says anything is for my mentality, you get the absolute dredges of the world on the internet criticizing them and saying that it's it's a weakness thing it's a this thing it's a that thing mm-hmm. offering their own two cents for for people that sometimes would also be found being being too weak to or too exhaust, exhausted to wear a mask outside um, <laughs> yeah exactly so, uh it, it's just you know the fact that an athlete as big on a is taking a stand like this on as big of a stage as she is and sticking through it came back tonight spoiler alert you probably already watched it so it's not really a spoiler won the bronze medal in the freaking balance beam mm-hmm. i mean coming off of a week of rest and you know training every day i'm sure but she's i don't i didn't i haven't seen it yet but i can't imagine she's like fully over that like she was right. clearly enough to compete and wanted to compete for the sake of it all but just threw herself back in the last event and oh by the way took bronze easy peasy yeah um it's just it's an incredible thing for sports in general obviously more and more focus day by day year by year and different sports get placed on on mental health and how the mental mindset mind frame of an athlete and how important that is to not neglect it and and this is a big statement because the entire world saw it and the entire world was looking to see her and so because they want to go see what's happening with her now they're being forced to look at mental health and that's and that's huge that's huge awareness for the sport for her for mental health as a whole and i couldn't Mm -hmm. be happier and proud more proud of her i mean you know there was a a really good montage that was put together tonight about heroes and how heroes can be human they're not imperfect they're not they're not imperfect people or perfect people like we all think Mm -hmm. they are and and it's okay to be human it's okay to have mental you know mental challenges and mental stumbling blocks and it's okay to take the time to take care of it before putting yourself for for it to cause physical stumbling blocks and physical challenges right definitely that's the best thing i saw go simone (laughs) yeah she's been such a great advocate for it somebody who's had this stage and she's been able to speak so eloquently about her struggles and that it's okay to not be okay and we've like you said we've seen a lot of athletes recently come out and just sort of show their human side. These like fans, it's so easy to like kind of get lost in the idea that these are like these superhuman, you know, otherworldly beings, but these are just humans. Like these are just, just like us, just, they have these incredible talents and they deserve to have their needs met and their, you know, their mental stability is important as important as their physical stability. Like you said, so to see her take a stand in that way on such a huge stage is really inspiring. And I think it's something we're going to remember for as long as, you know, the Olympics go on. We'll always remember that the greatest gymnast of all time put her mental health first and, you know, but then came back and won a medal. Like it was no big deal. Um, So really, really amazing. Yeah. And it's even a, you know, get it don't want to delve too long in this topic but it even goes as far as to show you know she's even on quote saying that she came to these olympics partially because she knew that there was nobody else left in the sport who was a survivor of the of the darkest era in usa gymnastics history larry nassar we don't need to go in depth into that but it's always been an aggressive sport with lots of 
various forms of, you know, what basically equates to abuse on athletes. If, as mm. far as the physical toll, the mental toll, the other issues that get brought into it. Um, right. And it's aggressive sport and, and to take the time to focus and really understand, you know, where she's at mentally and if she's prepared to do it before actually going out and doing it without, you know, all these nagging injuries or what, whatever it might be is just, it's top stuff it's top stuff really yeah amazing my best thing i saw all week a little more a little not so serious but the los angeles dodgers as everyone knows were involved in the 2017 world series against the houston astros great world series looking back on it seven games you know absolute back and forth series astros came out on top and now we all know, came out last year, what exactly happened in that series or during that season and leading up to that series, the Astros were found to be cheating using video, trash cans, the whole nine yards. We've talked about it at length, you know. So finally, the Dodgers and their fans will have a chance starting tonight to welcome the Houston Astros to Dodger stadium and just really let them have it. And I, I am so excited to see this. We saw it earlier this season with the, with the Yankees. It was the, you know, fans were in the stands. It was still like limited capacity too. So fans were in the stands. They were absolutely losing their minds in the, in the Bronx. And now we're going to get to see a team who was directly affected. I mean, cheated out of a championship and, it's going to be so awesome. Mookie Betts said that he's ex- that he's expecting to see fans fighting in the stands. Max Scherzer is getting his first start as a Dodger. So that'll be super fun to see. And yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens with this series. And I, this is some of my favorite things about sports is just the, the passion and just being able to see these fans just at their absolute most animalistic behavior. It is going to be, so awesome to see so two great teams going at it and it's going to be awesome to to have that back in dodger stadium with with a full capacity it's going to be really great well that's the best thing we saw this week and there's something that we have to cover we've been meaning to get to it we were trying to record internet's been getting in our way it's finally time to talk about it evan the Bucks are NBA champions. The Milwaukee Bucks, for the first time in fifty Let's years, fucking goal. <laughs> oh man! I mean, unbelievable run, a crazy playoffs. We saw so many insane storylines. We saw two teams that we have never, we haven't seen play each other before. We saw two teams we didn't think we'd see play each other in this finals and it turned out to be one of my favorite series I've watched in quite some time and the Milwaukee Bucks have brought a championship back to the good land they are they are NBA champions Giannis he made good on coming back it was all worth it in the end made good in year one yeah how, I, mean, I mean you you saw what that meant um I, you know, the face that he had immediately seeking out his family and then sitting in the reserve seats on the end of the court and just looking up into the rafters and crying. Uh, I, I, it's one of the better sporting moments I think I've seen in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it is coming with a little bit of bias, but 
you know, you have the storyline of, of a player who comes over, comes from pretty much nothing. Believe me, the ESPN crew wanted to remind you of that every freaking game of this series. And I love the story. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I know he came from selling street merchandise in Athens already. We got that down. Thank you very much. Him and his brothers. <laughs> Find another detail to talk about, please, and thank you. Anyways, you know, the story of coming from nothing, committing to a city, you heard all the stories of when he was in a rookie in in Milwaukee floating around Twitter. Some, you know, people seeing this lanky, this lanky, skinny guy walking around in like the middle of like the pouring rain on the way to practice and offering him a ride to practice and him being overly grateful for that. And the, the, the tweets of like, just had a smoothie, like America's great. Like I love America. Like I love America. America. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the, the evolution from that to all the talk and at the end, you know, the MDPs and the DPOIs and, if he's leaving in free agency, come to come to Miami, come to here, come to there. He stays in Milwaukee and brings it home. And it, I mean, when we started this podcast, we started talking about the Bucks season this year, and that was pretty. You know, there was that was. I think we actually talked in the, in the bubble. It was. Um, it was pretty much finals or bust. I say it was. It was absolutely finals or bust. And the the change in this team, obviously player wise, but also demeanor wise from from a year ago exiting the bubble in the first round to now is just it's so different it's so it's different. amazing we you know the 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 bringing in of drew holiday the emergence of chris middleton as a true number two on a championship team we always talked about is he going to be that guy do they need somebody else is he going to be able to he make that, that leap he was that guy and more more than you could even imagine he hit the big shot to cl- to clinch game 6 he played unbelievably in the net series he went toe to toe with kevin durant every chance that he got i mean he hit big shot after big shot he had an unbelievable run against the hawks with giannis injured put on put up a historic third quarter i think it was game five i want to say against the against the hawks just absolutely lit, put everything out on the court you had guys like pj tucker bobby portis uh brooke lopez stepping up and making big shots where they needed to playing strong defense it was a total team effort and it couldn't have happened to a better squad Budenholzer finally broke out of those you know those streaks of disappointment, those early exits, you know, having everything in front of him and just letting it wash away in the playoffs. He finally made that leap and we're not going to be talking about job security for him for a while. (laughs) For at least five more years. Yeah. He's got, he just bought himself. He just bought himself a new contract in Milwaukee. He he bought himself the entirety of Giannis's contract at bare minimum. Yeah, I mean, you go back to Chris, the the one stat I remember I wanted to share. Uh, this was even before game, I might have, it was certainly before game six, and it might have even before, been before game five. But he tied LeBron James for the most go-ahead or game-tying shots in the fourth quarter or overtime in postseason, in a, in a single postseason at 15. I mean, it, it just felt like, and this, this team watching them through the postseason, it felt like they were a game two and beyond team and a fourth quarter or third quarter and beyond like a second half mm-hmm. team, which that's really crucial, yeah. but especially like 
you know, I mean, I, I don't think we won a, 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 a game of the first series except for the Heat series when we swept. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a lot of time you're down in an 0-2 hole or uh, actually both. I think you're always down in an 0-2 hole. I don't think the Hawks was 1-1. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, never, never leading to start the series, never up 1-0 for sure. And mm-hmm. always coming back, winning five, six games and – and just the the effort and the intensity increased with every series. Sure, you can go back and point to a, a KD three pointer that that would if if it had if his toe wasn't on the line would have would have sent them you know would have won them the game and that might sure. change the series. But oh. um, and 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 people look at the injuries too, and of course that would have changed the series. But that's part of winning a championship is staying healthy. And this team was able to f- combine the right amount of luck and skill and effort and desire and. Um, you had, you know, you had players like Bobby, like you sixth man of the year of the century, almost. I mean, he's a fan favorite. Um, and we'll get to him later cause he might be, might be making some reprise in Milwaukee, but mm. uh, just, and you know, PJ stepping up and playing defense when he needs to. And, and it's the whole team. I, I, it's just a complete unanimous effort from top to bottom all towards one goal and and the payoff the payoff was there and deserved and and it 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 really also couldn't have ended any better with it being game six in milwaukee like oh i think i think there were probably like 40 million people sitting outside in the deer district it was so it was the uh, that night alone, it it would have registered as the tenth most populous town in all of Wisconsin. It was over sixty five thousand people, and it was nearing <laughs> Eau Claire in population. That is unbelievable. It was a scene, and I wish I could have been up there. I wish I could have been there for the the parade. Looked amazing. Everything looked like such a fun, like just amazing atmosphere for a city that is, you know, in a state that has been pretty much starving for any sort of success outside of green Bay, Wisconsin, you know, the the brewers and the Bucks have (laughs) long struggled and we, and, and to have the city of Milwaukee be able to come together and have this, you know, championship and this celebration, it was so cool to see very happy for, you know, everyone in the city and being able to, I'm sure they're still, still celebrating to this day. Still celebrating, and yeah, they, there's there's champagne and streamers all over the place still to the day. And you, you, I think you touched on this, but Giannis has absolutely proved his entire worth. I don't oh, want to hear anybody doubting question. him as an elite player. Sure, he's one sided. I don't give a crap. Forty, forty, and fifty in a in a playoff finals to help win the title after being down o two is is a and and three or four maybe even five blocks that were just no other man in this, in this universe can pull off. I mean, to drop 50 points in the, in the clinching game, you know, he, he made six, what, 17 or seven, 16 or 17 free throws out of, you know, he missed one free throw. The thing that had been bogging him down where people were literally counting his, you know, the amount of time he was on there was, it was becoming a huge story. And all of a sudden, he figured out how to shoot free throws. And he had like four or five just like historic performances in the finals with a hyperextended yeah. knee when people thought he wasn't going to be yeah. able to play anymore. People he thought, thought he was, he was done. He thought he tore his ACL. Yeah. We, watching that, I think everyone thought that that was it. Giannis was done for the year. 
and the Bucks were going to have to try to hold on against the Hawks. They got blown out in that game after he left the floor, and it looked like it was like really going to be a change of pace in that series. Obviously, things fell differently. The Bucks came out on top. Giannis comes back and a week later. Giannis comes back and has comes back in game one of the finals. Has an in, insane like LeBron level chase down block going like running like 80 feet down the court and blocking a shot by Jay Crowder. It's, it was, you could create a whole probably 30 minute tape of just Giannis highlights from the finals. And it would be some of the best basketball you've ever seen. And he certainly, I think going into next year, even with LeBron back in the league, I think going into next year, Giannis is the number one player in the NBA until somebody proves that they can perform on a big stage better than he did this year. Yeah. I mean, he may not get regular season MVP, but he's backed up two regular season MVPs and players in defensive player of the year with a finals MVP and a championship ring. It's pretty much. And, and all this needs 26 or 25. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. Emmanuel Emmanuel Acho had a great tweet. If I can find it here. Um, it was uh, at age 26, Michael Jordan, six-time All-Star, one MVP, no NBA titles. LeBron, seven-time All-Star, two-time MVP, no NBA titles. Giannis, five-time All-Star, two-time MVP, one NBA title, and one final MVP. And obviously, right, there's a lot of differences in, between all three of those players. Mm-hmm. And, and Giannis might never enter that the best player of all time conversation because – it just it's a different you know people may yeah. never allow him to get there because he's yeah. a big man and not a shooter but the 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 desire and the hunger and the championship mentality that he has at such a young age is just it's unbelievable it's amazing it's it, he's an all-time i mean he's going to be up there with some of the greats regardless if he's in if we're considering him one of the best like you know the best player of all time he's always going to be talked about as you know, among those talent, great yeah. generational talents, the Greek freak will live on forever. Oh yeah, you know, so pretty Especially amazing. In the four one four. Oh no question. He should. He's he's already got his number retired, and he'll never have to pay for anything in that city ever again. Even though he probably will, because he's just that kind of guy. He'll. The people will try to give him free stuff. <laughs> oh well, there was of course the the Chick Fil A. Him trying to see <laughs> Steve, get, not get free Chick Fil A. Yeah. yeah, and the guy being like, "Well, if you win again next year, maybe we can give you a free Chick Fil A." <laughs> you saw that, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. The manager, an yeah. the best Instagram live. <laughs> yeah. Just, I love how real that guy is. He's so he's so great. He's I mean, so he's, real. He's, he's so a great human. face. Great face for the league. But now that the season is over, now that the dust has settled, the Bucks have their championship. It's time to look at what the rest of the league is going to do to try to get on that pedestal with them and how the Bucks are going to try to stay on that pedestal. It's NBA free agency. It's uh, it's already been crazy. We are boy. Has it been wild? (laughs) Yeah. We are just about like 24, like, eh, like 30 hours into it. And we've already had over a billion dollars spent in free agency. Oh my Um, God. Yeah. The, the Bucks, have made several moves. I mean, nothing, one, I guess one. <laughs> yeah, nothing huge. Obviously, they don't. They don't really need to make any big moves 
uh, like they have their big three set, um, but they did bring back the man you were talking about. Bobby Portis is coming back to Milwaukee on a very team friendly deal. Uh, he definitely very, could very have gotten, friendly. he definitely could have gotten more than this, but he's coming back two years, 9 million um, resigning. He wanted to be in Milwaukee. He loves it there. He was, he was trying to get there talking with Giannis. Giannis convinced him to come originally um, from, I think he was on the, the wizards I want to say, or the Knicks, one of those two teams, he convinced him to come. He said, you can win a championship here, you know, prophecy fulfilled. And now he's staying and he's going to try and keep it going. And he is already, he's, he's the kind of guy that it's like just a fan favorite. Like he was always a fan favorite in Chicago. We loved him here and he's done the exact same thing. Just on a bigger stage in, uh, in Milwaukee. Oh yeah! Every time he touches the ball, the entire stadium erupts in Bobby chants. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 just unreal. And to have a presence like that, to have people come, willing to come back because they want to play, not because they want to make money. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're in it for only a certain amount of time. If you want to make money, go make your money. Nobody's gonna say no. PJ did the exact same thing, he, or did that exact thing. He went to Miami and took more money. Don't blame him one bit. But Bobby wants to come back and wants to play regardless of money in Milwaukee, and that's that's incredible that and and the, to have that guy back on the team next year you're bringing back dante off off injury which a lot of people are overlooking um you're gonna have a chance for our rookie who i can't think of his name right now to step up and step into some minutes with with guys leaving uh and this team looks looks like you know as you said not much needs to be done in order to make it happen uh, we have an mle to to use and i think people want it on like I've heard a lot of talk about Victor Oladipo. Don't know how realistic that is, um, but there will be a signing in that in that capacity. Uh, but not a major overhaul. I mean, this team is it's it's the big three. It's Drew, Chris, and Giannis. You got you know you got Brooks still contributing in in key spots in that final series, and you got Dante ready to come back and take the floor, and you got Bobby as the next guy up off the bench, and uh, that's a pretty solid starting. It's pretty solid first six there. The rest can fill in later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, <laughs> and we, yeah, we, we saw the, we, their ability to have that depth and in the playoffs and guys stepping up in big situations. They just picked up George Hill. I don't know if you saw that. George Hill's coming back to Milwaukee. He just he just signed a deal to come back. I think that was earlier tonight. Um, so that's a nice pickup for them. A great guy off the bench. A guy who has been in Milwaukee before someone who is very well respected around the league a guy who can come in handle the ball off the bench i'd I'd say he's a little bit of a step up from like jeff teague where please no more jeff teague yeah he kind of like he's fallen off he's you know he's getting up there but george hill can come in he can be that calm presence off the bench and and someone you can trust to to uh you know make some plays and hit some hit some bigger shots yeah and then we got um a wing signing in, in rodney hood um Ooh, that's nice i forgot about uh, him yeah nice little depth shooter to add in to kind of relieve some minutes and give give the other guys a break um uh so it's coming together and as you said i mean that's i think those contracts in total account for probably 15 million of the 1 billion spent um, of course you can look <laughs> and thank steph curry's 200 million dollar extension for yep. that for, yep, that's one with, fifth of the money right there trey young got a 200 million dollar extension yeah. so those there you uh, go that's yeah. two fifths of it right there yeah <laughs> Almost exactly half. 
but right. But this team is is pretty well committed to in the payroll department already. I mean, um, between Giannis's big deal and and Drew and and Chris, uh, there there's not much big impact signing that needs to be made. Just shore up the depth and keep keep some keep some options to give the give the big men some rest and and keep it going. Um, and looking to run it back, and and they look poised to do so already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll have some guys who are already on that bench making more of an impact this year. A guy like Jordan Nawara, who you've Nwara, seen in, yeah, the, in the Olympics for Nigeria. He has been balling. He has been And ballin'. he was a like a guy sort of towards the end of the bench. We saw him kind of in like some garbage time or like get in like later in the season uh, in games after the Bucks had already clinched their spot. They were sitting guys. He is a guy who can fill it up. Um got good size good shooting ability i think he could be a guy we see next year sort of make a bigger impact um with with no pj tucker and hopefully he can sort of take kind of springboard off of the success in the olympics with with nigeria and just jump right into the into the rotation and and be a scorer off the bench yeah 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 the, no, it's it's big time, and, it, and I mentioned Dante. The other one we're forgetting that wasn't even in that final series, but it was a major contributor to team team success, even if it's not really necessarily about scoring. But that's Giannis's brother, Thanasis, just mm-hmm. missed the entire finals due to COVID protocols, or missed the ending of the finals due to COVID protocols, and and he comes in and plays in key spots too. So the 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 Bucks free agency conversation is a, is a short one. There'll be a nice few little signings where we go, okay, cool, we like that for depth. And let's move on and let's, we'll see if we'll see in uh, at the start of the season. <laughs> exactly. But, but there is another, but there's another team like down that we the talk road about on this show <laughs> that is in the same division as the Bucks who are not resting on their laurels and not sitting back in this free agency. They are going full steam ahead. What and that laurels? is the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls are spending money like a big market team, like it's going out of style. They open free agency by signing by within the first minute signing uh, in a sign, doing a sign and trade with the uh, New Orleans Pelicans to get Lonzo ball uh, four years, $85 million, a guy who's about to be turning 24, uh, a great playmaker, a great defender, a guy who's improved every year of his career. Now he's going to come and be the starting point guard for the bulls alongside Zach Levine, a fellow UCLA Bruin. It's going to be so much fun to watch those guys in the open floor. I am so excited to see them uh, throw, like, throwing lobs to each other. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, and then they weren't done. Uh, we also picked up uh, someone you might know. You might have heard of him, played for a couple couple small smaller teams. He was a couple-time All-Star. His name is DeMar DeRozan. Uh, just picked him up today. Four years, $85 million to DeMar DeRozan. Uh, that's going to be our starting small forward. A guy who last year was really on the cusp of being an all-star. He was probably the next guy in if something had happened. Average 21 points a game, seven assists, a volume scorer, a guy who can take that 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 load off of Zach Levine, that load off of Nikola Vucevic if one of them is struggling. He can he can come in. And then they shore up the bench with some great guard depth in Alex Caruso. Uh, the Caruso is coming to the United Center, and I'm so excited. He's he's like uh, Ryan Archidiacono, uh, but better. 
He is athletic. <laughs> he, he is a, like a 40% three-point shooter. He is a great defender. He has like sneaky bounce for – if you saw him, for those of who, who are listening and they don't know who Alex Caruso is, take take a second, Google him. And now think about that guy having a 50-inch vertical. He is absolutely ridiculous. He is going to be a great piece off the bench. I'm super excited to see him out there. And the Bulls are really going for it. It is crazy. This new front office has come in and immediately made massive overhauls to this roster. It is almost completely different from what it looked like when they took it over, when when uh, Gar Foreman and John Paxson were relieved of their duties. We had uh, Arturis Karnasovas, Mark Eversley came in, and have been making just huge moves ever since. And they are really making this roster into their own. And I wish it was October because I really want the NBA season to start because I am so excited to watch some Bulls basketball. What does the starting five look like now after all this retooling? And you have to, you have to go, it goes even further back because it goes back to the trade deadline where they made splash moves yeah. too. So, so we talked about it. You know, when that happened, picked up Nikola Vucevic, um, obviously a couple time all star, seven footer guy who can step back. He played pretty well to end the season. Bulls, after the trade deadline, really kind of <laughs> fell apart a little bit. Zach Levine was out with COVID for a long time. It was hard for these guys to start gelling together, missed the playoffs. We'll, we don't have to talk about it. Uh, so the, the idea was that, okay, now it's time to like really go for it because we can, this is a way too talented of a team with way too great of a head coach and too much going for them to not be involved with those best teams in the East. So right now I'd say starting if 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 the season were start to start tomorrow, this is what the the roster or the uh, excuse me starting five would look like. You'd have Lonzo Ball at the point guard, with Zach Levine at the other guard. Uh, you'd have Demar Derozan, and then Patrick Williams uh, at the four, and Vucevic at the five. So that is a. I mean, a five that goes up against most any in in the Eastern Conference and can go toe to toe with them. I think with the with the talent on this roster, if we can add some more depth to the bench, if we can add uh, a couple more rim protectors to the front court, uh, if we can have Kobe White play to his full potential off the bench, I think he's going to be so good off the bench in a scoring role instead of starting and trying to run the offense and all that stuff, I think if he can just focus on shooting, it'll be so great for him. We'll see what happens with Laurie Markkinen. He's kind of in limbo right now. We thought he was going to get traded for DeMar DeRozan. Ended up not happening. Hopefully, I mean, he can embrace a role off the bench. We'll see what happens with him. This team should be fighting for home court advantage. Like, they should be in that top four discussion, honestly. Like, they should be right there with the... I don't think they're quite on the Bucks level. I think they're maybe like just just a step down from them. But if everyone's clicking, like you have you have Levine, Vucevic, and DeMar DeRozan who are all potential all-stars. And then you have Lonzo Ball who could slide into that conversation as well. The guy's only going to be 24. 
he's I feel like he's been in our lives for so long. Like as sports fans, we've been hearing about him <laughs> since he was in high school that we think he's like in like, you know, 26, 27. But he's only, he's only 23 right now. And by the time the season starts, he'll be 24 and he's only getting better. So, yeah, it's it's going to no, be really it's interesting. A, it, it's a team. It's a team with dripping with potential for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the biggest thing you said there is if it gels and, and you got obviously time, they're going to have a training camp together. They're going to have time to do that. They're, they're all coming clearly committed to a plan. They have somebody presented a good pitch in that front office and they all bought in. Right. It, it, it also was combined with a lot of dollar signs, but they all bought oh, in. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, maybe not right away, but certainly within within the span of these contracts, the next two three years, that te- this team is is looking to be right there in the thick of it. Um, I would yeah. expect them to be to be hoping for a playoff spot this year. Um, you know, you look at the East, and I guess you know you think about it, it's not as thick, it's not as deep as as the as the West as it traditionally is. And so that brings on a little bit more flexibility as to where they want to, you know, spots they want to try and shoot for. Um, but I, I certainly think the goal should be playoffs or bust this oh, year. Without question. If, if this is, if yeah, no question. And, and I, I think even further than that, um, you know, one of the, one of the things that this certainly opens up is a, a you know, a, 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 a more of an answer to the question of what they're going to do with Zach Levine. Cause I clearly think that this is now an attempt to then keep Zach Levine centered versus, you know, there was speculation of, would he be gone? Would he right. be um, traded? Will they ever, will they pay enough money to early? Will they fork out the dough to resign him in free agency? They clearly have the dough and they clearly have the desire to fork it out. So now it mm-hmm. kind of comes back to him and what his, his ideas and plans are. But I think, I think this 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 window significantly shows you what their plan is. Their plan is to keep Zach and and go all in. And I think I think yeah. this this just made it a lot more likely that that is right. what happens. And Zach right now is in he's in Tokyo. He's playing with the U.S. team. He's playing in probably like the most competitive and like important basketball games of his life like he's not played he's never played playoff basketball in the nba he's playing with some of the best players in the world and he said when he was there he's like i'm gonna be keeping a very close eye on the on this free agency situation and it's show like it's already showing that the bulls are committed to winning making these moves shelling out the money for demar Derozan, for lonzo ball bringing in vucevic earlier in like in the trade deadline they were trying to get both of those guys who they just signed. They were trying to go after both of them in the trade deadline, but couldn't work anything out. So now they're able to get the guys they were looking for. It's a clear sh- signal, like you said, to Zach Levine, like, we want you here and we want to win with you. So let's build something that we can you know, have for the future. Obviously, guys, you know, the, the guys like Vucevic and DeRozan might not be in like the long term plans. Like they'll probably play out their contract and then be on their way. But like the the combination of Lonzo and Levine, we could be watching that for the next like 10 years at the United Center. Like that yeah. could be something we, we really will be able to, you know, build something around for the future and Patrick Williams. I think Patrick Williams is going to have a huge second season and we're really going to be able to see him blossom this year. I, I, at least I really hope that's the case, but he was showing some great signs last year, especially towards the end of the season. And I think with the talent around him, he'll be able to showcase his skills even more. And 
yeah, just I, I'm expecting big things for this Bulls team. If they don't, I mean, I'm not even thinking about not making the playoffs. It's like I'm thinking about <laughs> top four. Like, honestly, like it's if this team, if they can't make the playoffs with the roster they've already built with a starting five, like I don't know what they'll need to get to that level. Yeah, well, it's it's a long year and anything can happen, but I, I hear sure. where you're going from. Gut check right now, if without thinking too hard, if you had to say mm-hmm. how many wins you want this, you see this team having the end of next season going into playoffs. Where where are you sitting? Yeah, as long as we have like a full 82 game season like normal, I'd say I would be hoping for like 47 to 52. Okay, I think that would be a fair. I think that put us right in like that three, four, five range. Yeah. For, yeah, so for that's the, like right in the middle of the pack. Cause I mean the, the East is like, I know like forever we've always been like, Oh, the East's like, you know, the West is so good. The East, eh, whatever. But it's like, you got the heat who have made some huge moves. They picked up, you know, they, they signed up Jimmy Butler for the next five years. Mm-hmm. They got Kyle Lowry. They have bam, you know, you have the bucks, obviously, like we've talked about in, you know, in spades, uh, we have the Celtics. We know we have the the Nets, of course. We have the yeah. the Hawks, who still have moves to make. I'm sure the Sixers. Who knows what they're going to do? Um, yeah. And then there's all these. I, I think mean, that's like, where I. Pe- yeah. Go ahead. That's where I peg. That's where I peg the the. Um, I mean, as always, long season, anything can happen. I said that three minutes ago, but I think I pegged the the bulls right in the kind of that, that like emerging, but still things to prove kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, cause it's not that any of the players do. I mean, well, Lonzo does Lonzo's still growing and still showing, you know, trying to back up the reputation that's been built for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's progressing more and more towards that. Uh, you can see it, but I, it is, this feels like a Hawks, a, a Sixers, a, a team of that, level of that ilk where mm. where they're going to be fighting like like i feel like it's bucks and nets and then that that the i would say the hawks bulls um celtics sixers like trying to fight for the next four yeah that's the way i see it happen yeah i'd throw the knicks in there too the knicks are in that kind of conversation you're right yeah. so try, those now i mean that's that's yeah that's that, like group of like five yeah yeah that's and your then, top like, seven playoffs, right? that. and then whoever mm-hmm. gets the last spot and gets Right. Destroyed in the first round. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But no, I I think it's just it's exciting. I mean, yeah, the oh, Bulls yeah. have been the, they're the talk of the NBA right now with all these moves they're making. People are, you know, excited. The Bulls, the NBA is better when the Bulls are involved. It's just I think that's just how it goes because the, the Bulls they're they're a classic franchise. Obviously, mm-hmm. we know about the success they had for for the '90s and with Michael Jordan, yada yada. We've all seen the documentary and. You know, it's it's just some I think more than that, others. <laughs> yeah, I think that when the city of Chicago is buzzing and has a good basketball team, the NBA is better for it, and things will be very exciting this year. Fingers crossed. Basketball's you know, back, baby. Basketball. I wish it was here already. I'm I'm so excited. I'm just excited. I'm excited for this this season, this summer season of sports to be to be over with. We can move into like playoff baseball. We can move into like football you know basketball with the nba hockey even we could even talk about yeah, hockey we, we won't talk about it right now the blackhawks are making some big moves 
But Between the three free agency periods, or, or the trade deadline for the MLB and the two free agency periods, we've had quite a week of movers and shakers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll save, like we said before, like we talked about before we got on here, but we'll, we'll save the MLB talk for a, 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 le- a later episode this week so we don't you know, bombard you with so much information, our lovely listeners. Um, but <laughs> we have a lot to talk about there. There's there's so much that has happened since we last talked. The Cubs were in Frank's first place. Got a lot to get off his chest. <laughs> the Cubs were in first place the last time we were on here. Uh, and <laughs> let me tell you, things have changed. Things have <laughs> changed. But do you have anything else to add before we uh, before we get out of here? No, I'm just gonna go keep riding this championship high. Hell yeah. It feels good to be back, though. It's, Ride it it's, all the way to the Brewers playoff run that we'll get to next episode. Is. Yes. <laughs> it, it feels good to be back doing more more shows. We'll definitely be bringing more content to you guys. It's, it's going to get busy again, especially with football coming up. That was probably our busiest time last year. Mo- you know, Lots of content to be yeah. made every week. So it's going to be fun to get back into Wi-Fi it. Wi-Fi networks. Yes, sir. Two stable households. Yes. We're ready to go no, and we're pump not out some moving. more episodes. Yes, we are, we're back. War on 94 is back. <laughs> yes. Um, but like I said, we look out for another episode later this week. We will definitely have that out probably by Sunday, I would say, at the latest. Um, and thanks as, as thank you, as always, everyone, for listening. We will be definitely be putting more content out, like we said, on Twitter, on Instagram. You know, So make sure to follow those. Those will be in the bio um, for the episode. And... Yeah. As always, thanks for listening. We are the Warren 94 podcast, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.